Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There is a pride and pageantry that comes with pro wrestling in the late 1800s. It's a sport that is respected and treated as serious business. So what happens when somebody sees that respect, that serious business, and takes a metaphorical sledgehammer to it? When it becomes not about crafting the skill, but cracking the skull? when post-match handshakes are replaced with post-match riots. At the turn of the century, one man didn't just break the mold, he obliterated it. The result was terrible. Cultaholic presents Wrestling Curiosities, episode 19. The Terrible Turk. Our story begins in 1893, and a wrestler by the name of Joseph Dublier is about to defend his French championship against a new opponent from Bordeaux. His name was Sabis, and he'd very much become the talking point of the French circuit, fighting out of obscurity and scoring some big wins. Dublier scoffed at the thought of facing Sabis. Sure, Sabis had beaten some major names, but he hadn't beaten Joseph Dublier, le roi de la lutte, if you will. He'd stare into the eyes of a true wrestling champion, would Sabis, and he'd be exposed as a mere feu de pas. Dublier was outmatched, and on his very first try, Sabis, this renegade of the grappling league, had won the belt. Long before Chris Jericho, Sabis was calling himself Le Champion. Dublier did not take this defeat well. A proud Greco-Roman trained vet of the game, losing out to some snot-nosed greenhorn. He swore that Sabis would taste revenge, but a very unique flavour of revenge was being cooked up by Dublier. One that would take him around the world. Dublier embarked on a tour of the wrestling globe. But this wasn't just any working holiday. No, no, no. His plan was to find the toughest wrestlers on earth and bring them to France. He wanted to cause an international incident and have a foreign star defeat his now arch rival Sabis on French soil. 
He wanted to break not just Sabi's winning streak, but the spirit of his country as well. Now, as Dublier is commencing his I Hate Sabi's World Tour, a man in his mid-40s from the Schumann province in Bulgaria is establishing dominance in the competitive world of Kirk Panar. We talked extensively about Kirk Panar on a previous episode of Wrestling Curiosities, oil wrestling that dates back more than 600 years. It's actually one of the oldest tournaments on earth and features greased-up adversaries trying to take each other to the terra firma. It was in the 1887 annual tournament that we meet Yusuf Ishmael. He came from humble beginnings, did Yusuf, born to a Muslim Turkish family in the village of Kerala during the Ottoman Empire. He showed a strength, did Yusuf, and an aggression from such a young age. A life in strongman pursuits was obvious. On his 30th birthday in 1887, Yusuf stood over six foot and a lean 200 pounds, and he crushed the competition to become that year's Kirk Panar champion. From there, he became a heralded Kirk Panar competitor. One match in particular is remembered featuring Yusuf Ishmael, but not because of a victory. No, Yusuf battled legendary champion Alicio the Bold, a man who was undefeated in 27 years. The match ended in a draw. The streak for Alicio was over, and Yusuf, whilst not scoring a victory, had denied this legend of Kirk Panar one of his biggest. Yusuf had drawn the attention of Joseph Dublier whilst he was visiting for the 1894 Kirk Panar tournament. It had been many years since his initial win, but whoa, this guy just got better and better, and Dublier was suitably impressed by the skills on show. He offered Yusuf Ishmael the opportunity of a lifetime to take on the world namely his enemy, Sarpis. Joseph didn't want to put all his eggs in Yusuf's basket, though. He invited fellow competitors Kara Osman and seven-foot Ali Hansen to make the journey as well. Surely, if one couldn't beat Sarpis, then one of the other two would, right? Plus, it gave the whole trip a real lads-on-tour vibe. Word spread quickly of Dublier's acquisitions and intentions. While some were excited for the prospect of competitors from a different part of the world, some were shocked, almost seeing what Dublier had done as treacherous towards his home country. Where it mattered most, the box office, people weren't too offended, and a sellout date was set for the showdown of the year. Youssef Ishmael, the greatest Kirk Panar practitioner of the three that Dublier had travelled with, was selected to face Sabi's one-on-one. Want to know how that match went? Well, I've got the entire transcript here. Sabi stepped towards Youssef and grabbed him in his unbreakable front belt hold. Youssef responded by grabbing Sabi's by the neck, pulling him to the ground and pinning him. Four seconds. A lot can happen in four seconds, you know. Your heart will pump 25 litres of blood. Around the world, 17 babies are born. A bee flaps its wings 1,080 times. 176 lightning strikes hit the earth. Bill Gates earns $1,000. Also, it took just four seconds for Yusuf Ishmael to change the course of French wrestling history. In four seconds. 
And in his first match outside of the Kirk Pinar discipline, Yusuf Ishmael had become the heavyweight champion. From 1894 to 1897, nobody could step to Yusuf. With his Bulgarian brothers nearby and the career being guided by Joseph Dublier, many tried and failed to unseat the champion. So confident was Yusuf, he put it on record that if he was ever defeated, he would cut his own throat. As his confidence grew, so did his rage and contempt for not just his opponents, but for the friends from Bulgaria that he'd travelled with. There was heat between Yusuf and Kara Osman ahead of a championship match being made between the two, and Osman, so terrified of the monster his friend had become, withdrew from the match, citing injury. He was replaced by Ibrahim Mahout, another former Kirk Pinar champion brought to France to challenge the unstoppable Youssef. It was at the Cirque d'Hiver in Paris that Youssef beat Mahout in what was described by one eyewitness as the most brutal bout ever seen. It was a contest that saw Mahmoud get his ears bloodied, his ribs broken and his nostrils ripped apart. The referee eventually stopped the match and awarded it to Youssef. It was just getting too violent. They had to prize Youssef off of Mahmoud with a stick. They had to get the police involved to separate the two. And even then, they were trying to fight through the gendarmes to get to one another. Both men were eventually arrested and taken to the police station. Mahmoud, the worst off of the two, who still had blood running from the gore pit where his nose used to be, told Paris's finest that he didn't wish to press charges. After all, he said, we were only wrestling. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The stories of Yusuf Ishmael had made it stateside. William A. Brady was a New York-based producer for the stage, and one of those stages he loved to produce was wrestling. 
he offered Yusuf a rebrand, new attire, and a cool $10,000 to bring his unique flavor of Bulgarian brutishness to the United States. It didn't take Yusuf long to agree, and France breathed a sigh of relief as he released the stranglehold on the championship that he had for three years and boarded a boat to the land of the free and the home of the brave. A caveat worth mentioning of Yusuf's deal with Brady was the way that he was paid. You see, he didn't trust wrestling promoters. He didn't really trust anybody, to be honest. And he demanded to be paid for the tour, not in a check, not in a bank transfer, but in gold coins. Gold coins that he kept in a belt that he wore everywhere he went. The London Theatre, New York, 1898. Yusef Ishmael is in the ring, bedecked in flowing robes, a traditional headscarf and a well-maintained moustache turned up at the ends. He wasn't defined, he was built like a tank though, a frame born from the family-sized meal that Yusef had put away a few hours prior. He loved his food, did Yusef. He wasn't Yusef anymore either though. He had been renamed as the Terrible Turk a name designed to strike fear and get Xenomania running wild in American wrestling, brother. Earlier that week, the New York World had published an article introducing readers to the Terrible Turk, a man with 115 wins and zero losses. Now, that stat was supplied by management, so take it with a pinch of salt. But you know what? I think that's pretty accurate based on his performance in France. Next to him, armed with a microphone, was William A. Brady. I have in my hand a hundred dollars for any wrestler alive today who can compete for 15 minutes with the terrible Turk. One of the first people to take up the 15-minute challenge was lightweight wrestler George Bothner. He was considered by his peers one of the Northeast Circuit's most scientific wrestlers, and he believed his technical prowess and speed would give him a strong advantage over the lumbering Bulgarian. In Nat Fleischer's book From Milo to Londus, Bothner recalls his time in the ring with the Terrible Turk. Yusuf came at me like a bull. He rushed me off the mat and into a bunch of chorus girls in the wings. Before I could give a wiggle or a squirm, he dashed me down on the boards with terrific force. They told me that after I landed, Yusuf rolled me over with his foot, looked out over the audience, gave a contemptuous snort, and walked off the stage. Somehow or other, I got into my clothes, I hobbled out into the street, and started to walk up 3rd Avenue towards my home. Yusuf had given my neck such a wrench, he almost tore it from my shoulders. It was several days before I could look in the direction I was headed. Yusuf was enraged after the match, under the impression that this wrestling matchmaker was insulting him by bringing him what he deemed unworthy opponents. 
it wasn't long before he found himself under the lights of old Madison Square Garden facing beloved European champion, a man that many believed was very worthy, German powerhouse Ernest Rober. They sold out the garden for this one, since it did feel like this was one of the first times there was an opponent who could match the strength of the terrible Turk. That feeling dissipated just a few moments into the match. The terrible Turk annihilated Ernest Rober. He beat him to the floor several times, and when he tired of the destruction, he simply hurled him off the raised platform and into the crowd. <laughs> seen their beloved champion manhandled in such a barbaric fashion, the crowd wanted Yusef's blood. Chants of kill the Turk rang out and Yusef had to be dragged from the arena. Police were called in to stop a riot from breaking out. Had the police not been there, I genuinely think that the terrible Turk would have taken the whole crowd on. Robert had suffered no lasting injury from his fall and was well up for another go-around with the Terrible Turk. A match was made for April the 30th at the Metropolitan Opera House in Manhattan. The match quickly got out of hand, with Robert dodging and weaving around the Terrible Turk and the Turk eventually losing his temper. William A. Brady had to enter the ring to try and talk his client down, and Roba's manager, Bob Fitzsimmons, did the same. Soon after this, the managers, no doubt getting high off the testosterone in the ring, got into an argument themselves. This led to fans storming the ring, the referee throwing out the fight as a result of a no contest, and the police called in to break it all up. A newspaper report from the fight condemns wrestling as a whole. In that well-known temple of art, where the world's greatest singers have interpreted the genius of the most celebrated musicians before audiences comprising the refinement and fashion of New York, there was enacted one of the most disgraceful spectacles the Metropolis has ever seen. This would be the last time that the Opera House would host a wrestling show. The proprietors fearing that if these two ended up on the bill again, they'd end up tearing the whole place down. The final night of the Terrible Turks US tour was the biggest match of his career to date. It was a showdown with the American heavyweight champion, Evan Strangler Lewis. Wrestling's original Strangler, you see, Ed Lewis got his name because a reporter confused him for Evan one time. Evan Lewis had unified the American Catchers Catch Can title and the American Greco-Roman title, defeating Ernest Rober five years prior. The Strangler had yet to fare with the Kirk Pinar discipline, nor an opponent as ultra-violent as the Terrible Turk. The stage was set for Sam T. Jack's Theatre in Chicago, Illinois. Lewis knew that if he could apply his now famous and deadly sleeper hold, the size difference would simply dissipate. He'd put the monstrous Turk to sleep and leave as champion. However, he never got a chance to test this theory. The Terrible Turk had defeated the American heavyweight champion and was undisputedly the greatest wrestler in the United States. His prize was the championship belt and $5,000, which he demanded in gold and packed into his weight belt. 
So what was next for the unstoppable Bulgarian brute? The answer? A coffee shop in Schumann. Yusef was done with fighting. He retired after that match and was ready to settle down and build a cafe back home. After all, he had a belt filled with enough gold to see him through to the end of his days. Which is a sentence that is eerily and tragically accurate. On July the 4th, 1898, Yusuf Ishmael boarded the SS Le Bourgogne to France. A few hours after setting off, as the passengers relaxed in their cabins, the SS La Bourgogne travelled into dense fog. The captain, keen to make good time, decided to continue at the ship's intended full speed through the unexpected weather. The ship collided with a British sailing vessel, severely damaging the starboard side and destroying multiple lifeboats. Yusuf Ishmael was woken by the panic outside his room and rushed to find a lifeboat. He was said by one eyewitness to have charged through the corridors, pushing people out of the way. He eventually pulled out a dagger to keep people away from him as he rushed to find a way off of the La Bourgogne. He saw a boat filled with people being lowered into the sea. He was instructed by one of the ship's crew to not attempt to board it as it was already full. Instead, he jumped, aiming to land in the lifeboat as it was being lowered, but his weight caused the boat to flip and knocked everybody else into the sea. Yusef landed shortly afterwards in the water and suddenly started sinking. His belt filled with tens of thousands worth of gold. The winnings from his time in America was pulling him under the water. Unable to swim and refusing to remove his belt, Yusuf Ishmael drowned. This is normally the part in a story like this, where people come forward and pay their respects to the recently passed, talk about what a great person they were and how much their spirit will be missed. But Yusuf didn't really cover himself in glory during his time in the wrestling world. In the ring, he was unsportsmanlike and violent. Away from the ring, he was a dangerous, aggressive sociopath. A newspaper editorial following the passing of the Terrible Turk is pretty damning, describing him as an angry, ill-mannered, tight-fisted man who left no friends behind him in America. The Terrible Turk's legacy in wrestling, however bad, is commendable. He threw away traditional etiquette and carved every inch of his own path, a dominant force in the ring that became a trailblazer. Beneath this aggressive exterior, the one that would sooner look at you as beat you within an inch of your life, Yusuf Ishmael was a Kirk Panar champion that adapted the oldest sport in the world and presented it to new eyes everywhere. And to do that, you need to be truly terrible. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Podcasts from. 